the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Malachi chapter 3 verses 10 through 12. We'll continue where we left off a couple of weeks ago. We thank God for your presence in the house of God. And all God's children said, Amen. Malachi chapter 3 verses 10 through 12 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field says the Lord of hosts, and all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach the blessedness of giving God's way, the blessedness of giving God's way. Look at verse 10, if you will, in the text, it says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Now, the storehouse was a place in the temple for storing grain and other food given by Israel from their tithes. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 10, verses 38 through 39, it says, And the priests, the descendants of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive tithes. And the Levites shall bring up a tenth of the tithe to the house of God, to the rooms of the storehouse. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the grain of the new wine and the oil to the storerooms where the articles of the sanctuary are, where the priests who minister and the gatekeepers and the singers are, and we will not neglect the house of our God. I love that latter part of that verse. And we will not neglect the house of our God. God wants us to come into his house, to worship him, to bless his holy name, to esteem him, to extol him, to acknowledge him, to worship him in prayer and thanksgiving, to worship him in giving, to worship him because of who he is being God and what all that he has done. He's provided for us this vast creation that we live in and that we have come to appreciate. And uh, we worship him because he has redeemed us through his precious son, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the house of God. 
and it is set apart for the glory of God as the people of God enter therein to worship our Lord in spirit and truth. And you know, it is a sin of omission when you can come to the house of God and then fail to worship him. Do you realize some people say, well, you know, I didn't get nothing out of worship today, but the the fact of the matter is maybe you didn't bring anything, You, you see. And so what you have to do, you're supposed to bring your praise to the house. You ought to come in blessing God. Nobody ought to, when you are, worshiping God and you have a lifestyle of worship, nobody has to pump you up, uh, hype you up. Uh, Praise is what you do uh, as you live, as you talk, as you rear your children, uh, as you work your jobs, as you uh, connect with your family and friends. People take note that you have been with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it is possible to come into the Lord's house and leave just like you came because you did not commune with him, worship him, wandering minds, minds outside of the walls of this building, busy minds, distracted minds, and and you just gone through a ritualistic experience without communing with God in spirit and in truth. And so the scripture says, and we will not neglect the house of our God. So the question I pose to you, why do the saints not tithe, which is to give a tenth of your income to the Lord for who he is and what he has done in your life? Whether it's from your social security, bonus, retirement, uh, all the investments or whatever it is. Uh, Why do the saints not tithe, even though God tells us to do it, as we see in Holy Scripture? Uh, There's a number of these we'll go through rather quickly. A, many don't tithe because of rebellion. Uh, They are defiant against the commandments of God. It is clear in scriptures, but they choose not to do it because they just don't want to. Because they just rebellion. They are defiant against God. And when you can defy God, you are really in a bad place. Uh, B, uh, next, because they are angry. I've never seen so many angry people. People come in angry. Husbands and wives come in angry at one another. Children come in angry, angry at life, angry at circumstances, angry uh, at at mistakes you've made in life, angry about things going on in your life that you can't explain. Uh, There are people who are angry at the pastor, angry, and not, not just here particularly, I'm just talking about the church universal, angry at their pastor, angry at church leadership, angry at other members of the church, angry at the direction of the church, angry at the decisions of the church. And because they disagree with the decisions of the church, it's, well, I'm not giving because I don't agree with the direction of the decision of the church. As if you are doing God a favor. (laughs) You don't, you don't give because God is broke. You give because God is good. And as a matter of fact, if he's been so good that he'll let you mistreat him. And now, you know, that's a good God. He could wipe us out at a moment's notice. Even when people rebel against God, if God gave us what we justly deserve, we'll all be out of this room. Don't you agree? Who in here has gotten it right all the time? All of us have gotten beside ourselves to one degree or another. Many fail to tithe because of a lack of faith, which is an, an unwillingness to trust God to provide for their need. And uh, so they, their faith won't let them give. Because, well, if I give, I'm afraid that I won't have enough and all these kinds of things. So they have a small faith and they need an increase of faith. Uh, many fear uh, 
tithing because they fear not having enough. If I give, how will I pay my house note, my rent, my car note? How will I uh, pay my utilities and so forth? Uh, many uh, don't tithe because I'm already struggling financially. What are you trying to do? Take me under? <laughs> Others don't give because or tithe because of ignorance. They haven't been taught. And children need to be taught to give from their allowance that you give them. And, and many adults who are 40 and 50 years old struggle with tithing because they weren't, they weren't taught as a child. Uh, others don't tithe because they think the money is going to the pastor. That's just as old as Methuselah. Uh, people think the preachers get the money. I'm not getting, he looks too nice. He's driving a nice car and all these kinds of things. And so people size that thing up. Listen, that's why you don't see me driving no Bentley. I can't afford it no way. <laughs> and uh, I want to look good, but I don't have to look raggedy uh, to look spiritual. Why don't you say amen? It's amazing how y'all can drive nice cars, just rolling in, roll out. But, but let a preacher come in with, you know, the church, he's getting the church's money and all those kinds of things. And Satan plants all that stuff in folk mind and they begin to believe that stuff. And uh, they'll find, listen, when you don't want to give, you will find any reason not to to give. Just say, I don't want to do it and stop looking for reasons why you, 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 you don't do it. Um, uh, many don't give a tithe because of selfishness. I've given so much to myself that I have nothing left to God. It's all gone to Dillard's and Macy's and, and restaurants and, and, uh, the Spurs and everything else. Uh, many fail to tithe because they have uh, taken ownership of God's possessions and won't release it back to him. God is the give of everything you have, that tie, that suit, that vest you have, the shoes, the dress, the necklace, the jewelry, uh, the dog, the decorations on the wall of your house, the roof, the shingles, the carpet, the tile, the wood, whatever's in your house. It all comes from God, the children, the grandchildren. When you can see all your children doing well, you ought to be shouting and praising God when you can see them all on the same road. You have to appreciate each other while you have each other. And those children are a blessing from the, the Lord. The grandchildren are a blessing from the Lord. Uh, the breath of life is a blessing from the Lord. Many don't tithe because of materialism. Uh, God is left out because I love my pleasure and possessions too much to give God anything. So therefore, I don't give. I buy more and more technology, iPhone 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, iPads upgrades, this, that. And so you're all over the place with all kinds of gadgets and don't give. Stinginess is another reason uh, Christians don't tithe. I have it, but I won't release it because I'm a cheapskate. And when you, when you are stingy with God, you are stingy. Oh, you stingy. You can't get it. A God that causes you to blink your eye. You can't move a finger with God without God. You can't move a toe without God. You can, listen, you can't even work your tongue without God. Your teeth can fall out without God. I mean, just think about it. You can't sit down without God. You can't rise up without God. You can't drive without God. You can't put gas in the car without God. You can't feed your dog a cat without God. You need God for everything. Can't do your hair without God. You can't do nothing without God. How are you going to cheat God? Be cheap with the God that you need for a heartbeat. For a heartbeat. A many don't tithe because of stinginess. And then, then another, the, the many, don't, many fail to tithe because the church is making progress 
without my giving, so why tithe? Ooh, these seats, they feel pretty good to me. The lights are on, the air condition is on in the summer, the heat's on in the winter, the grass is cut, the, there's paper towels in the facilities and all these things, and uh, I'm, I'm comfortable in here, and my kids got recreation center upstairs and all these bookstores and all this stuff around here. Oh, they're doing pretty good without me. They don't need my money. And so they don't tithe. The church is making progress without me, so I don't think I need, they don't need my money. And then you know how, how saints fail to tithe? It's because of ingratitude. And I'm, I'm unthankful uh, because uh, I'm unthankful for, under, for the undeserved blessings that God has showered upon me. You're, just as, you're blessed more now than ever before. Some of you got one, two, three cars. You got uh, big screens and several rooms. You, not only you got cell phones, your children got cell phones. You got a pantry full of stuff. You can stand in the closet a whole 30 minutes and you don't know what to put on. You know why? Because you got so much in there trying to mix and match. Years ago, you didn't have to do all that. You just wash and wore what you had. My wife and I were talking about the good old days. when. Remember those times when they had those wash machines with the rollers and you put the you, you put the clothes in there, you watch your fingers and you roll it through. Remember the rut boat when they put it in the, the tub? Anybody say, I'm going way back. Anybody know about what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. The rut boat. Remember putting your clothes out? It wasn't no dry. You put your clothes out uh, on uh, on the line. My, my, my mom said, Randy, go, go, go take the clothes off the line. And you had those clothes pins on the line. Everybody saw everybody's underwear. And, and, nobody, and nobody cared. It was some of them big bloomers out there. You know, nobody, nobody cared. Everybody was out there. There. That's good sunshine. You didn't need to put some, what that stuff they put in the, what, your bounty, whatever, whatever that stuff is to make the clothes smell good. I don't know the names of that stuff, but you know, you just had the, the sunshine if the birds didn't mess on it, mess on it or something. But, but, you know, but, but look how far God has brought us. And, and you're going places you've never gone. You, you're driving vehicles you've never driven. You're wearing things. You got haddos you used to could do. You used to have that straightening cone. You had that, that straightening cone. Boy, my, my sisters knew with that nappy hair, they, they get that cone. Mama, that, that grease hit some down in there. And I said, girl, what's wrong with you? Mama burnt me. You know, you all you know what I'm talking about? They put it on the, the stove. Anybody know it? And then you can smell that hair down the streets trying to straighten out the hair. And the guys were straightening their hair out too because they wanted to be like James Brown, you know, and, and all that guy, if they didn't have an afro. Oh, uh, you so quick to forget. So you used to didn't have a high-class security system. We used to, uh, by my grandma's house, they just put a latch on the door. They just turned the latch, and that was the, that was the lock on the door. That was the lock. You went to the well. You went, you went and slopped the hogs. You fed the chickens. You ate off the land. And that's right. You went to the outhouse. Now y'all got two and a half bath, three and a half bath, four baths, upstairs, downstairs, game room, entertainment centers. I can go on and on. And then walk around with your mouth poked out. Are you kidding me? You ought to be shouting. It seems like the more we get, the more ungrateful we are. Don't you know that you know that you know you know that you know that you know you know God's been good to you? Do I have a witness here? How many of you know God's been good to you? If God doesn't do another thing for you, he's been good to you. 
You don't deserve another thing. You ought to straighten up and smile and say, thank you. You got something to shout about. Your children ought to see you shouting as to the goodness of God. All of these blessings coming down from God to you. And you can't even say thank you. Afraid to bless your food. Walk around with a chip on your shoulder. Got an attitude problem. Children, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to wear that. Listen, if you don't want to eat it, just go, 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 go to your room. You, you let them get hungry enough. They come back, this tastes pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They get hungry enough, they will eat. Hey, I'm not fixing nothing else. Tell you, you eat right there. You eat right there. There are a lot of folk all over the world would love to have a piece of bread and you got your nose stuck up talking about what you don't want to eat. Straighten yourself up. I'm going to whoop you for being ungrateful. <laughs> Ingratitude is a terrible, terrible sin. It's a ter- I've been all over this world and I've seen people sleeping on floors and mud floors no, no beds, no cots, You're walking miles just to get water. And then when you get the water, it's not even clean. The outhouse, the cooking outside, even in the rain, on with colds and what have you. And you all, you ought to appreciate God and the little things and the big things he's done for you and even keep you even when things don't work out. How many of you have been without a job? Let me see your hand. How many of you have been without a job and God kept you? Let me see your hand. How many of you have been without a job and you still, you still kept eating? As a matter of fact, some of you without a job and gain weight. <laughs> tell, me, tell me God ain't good. He is that good. Then why can't you return thanks and give him his tithes and offerings, that which he has blessed you with as an outward expression of your inward gratitude. Nehemiah uh, 1039b says, we will not neglect the house of our God. Number one, saints neglect the house of God when they fail to give that which is excellence and quality to the Lord. Anything less is unacceptable before him. Whatever you give God ought to be your best. Your best service. You'll not be saying, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give. Oh, you're making God sick. You ought to sing. It ought to be such a resounding noise, a a joyful shout of enthusiasm and singing. Man, you're, listen, you're, I'm going to tell you, when God's been that good, you don't even need a microphone to help you sing. Oh, I remember down in Greenwood, Louisiana, I was on my ain't lit porch and I heard music rumbling through the piney woods of Louisiana. I said, what's that? She said, that's those songs they singing down there, child. And those songs would rumble up through, rumble through the woods and I could hear them. They didn't have microphones and drums and organs and all. They didn't have all this stuff, but they sure could praise God. I was in the Republic of Georgia uh, preaching just right on the border and uh, I was there as a little uh, predominantly white uh, rural country church. And I went in there and, um, and uh, it was no nursery. It, it, it was about 50 people, uh, 50 at the most. It was no nursery, uh, no greeters, no ushers, 
no piano, no organ, no keyboard, uh, no bookstore, uh, no, no parking lots, <laughs> none of this. And uh, you walk around just a little, a little podium there, and all they had was a little string guitar, and, he, and he, they sang to that guitar. And oh, did they sing and rejoice, and all the kids and everybody was in there. And I began to just expound on the word of God. And I mean, they were glued to the seats, and they were writing down every word I was saying, and they were just into it, and they were coming up after, I missed this. Uh, can you tell me what you said right here? They, they were into it. They didn't have all the amenities. Now today, we can't worship. Unless we got the microphone, got to be right. You got to have the, what do you call this thing, the monitor? And then you got to have the media and you got to have the screens and you got to have the organ. And you better have a usher. You better have a, you better have them some parking. You better have a place for my children. You got to size it all up before you can praise God. Let me tell you something. They didn't have none of that, but they worship God. But they worship God. Do you have to have all of the add-ons before you can really get serious about the God who's got you looking good now. Who's got you looking good. You blessed more now than ever before. You ought to be thankful and grateful. Amen? We will not neglect the house of God. Secondly, saints neglect the house of God through poor church attendance and a failure to tithe, to tithe, to give God 10% of your income, to give of your time. How much time do you give? We have youth ministry here. Are you in it? We have tutorial ministry free for children who are struggling. Uh, are you in it? We have all kinds of programs here uh, as service unto the Lord. Uh, the Bible says we should not neglect the house of the Lord. When is the last time to check, to check out your church attendance? Let's just check you out and see, see what kind of condition you in spiritually. When is the last time you come into the Lord's house Four consecutive Sundays in a row on time. Raise your hand up. Look at that. Okay, see a few hands up. You see, even something, it has a few hands, praise God for that, but even something like that. But when is the last time you went to your job five consecutive days, six consecutive days, sometimes eight, nine, ten Sometimes you go home and, and you got laptop and you got your brain to work home with you every day, all day, and can't give God an hour and a half or whatever out of your time on Sunday. If you're too busy for God, you're too busy. If you can be on time for work, then you ought to be on time for the Lord. Because without the Lord, there would be no work. Won't y'all say amen? Don't look. If I'm telling the truth, why don't you say Amen. Some of you hear the truth and came say amen. Maybe the truth is all over your feet today. <laughs> then thirdly, we will not neglect the house of the Lord. Saints are negligent when they fail to give God the first portion which belongs to him, resulting in the kingdom of God and the house of God being neglected. God holds his people responsible for making sure that nothing is left undone in his church. In other words, we don't support the church by selling chicken dinners, um, car washes, and, 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 and all this kind of gimmicks and stuff. No, we bring that which God has blessed us with to the Lord's house, and God will have more than enough to do what needs to be 
done. The days are gone where you have to go run, catch the chicken, pluck the chicken, fry the chicken, put some rice and gravy with it and some string beans and then sell the plate for $5. What are you doing? It is easier to give God what is his off the top to the glory of God. There are some churches, they march around to give, you know, and how many of y'all sing churches do that? You know, you march around. Oh, we grew up in that tradition and everybody march around and they prance around the music as it's going to give. But just because a person march around don't mean they're going to give. You can sit right in that seat and give if your heart is right. Marching ought not move you to give. You ought to give because God's been good to you. There was a time in yesteryear where even what people gave were even on the program. You could even see, the, now that was nobody's business, what you give between you and God. But even on the program in the old traditional black church, they had what people gave on the program, which I thought was nobody's business, but between them and God. How many of y'all have seen that before? Raise your hand. You see, I'm not lying. You see, I'm just telling you like it, it used to be that way. And then in some churches, they have three and four offerings and they go, and they go round and round. And you know what? I don't care how many offerings you have, you can't out strategize people. They'll take that dollar and put it, four offerings, four quarters. And four quarters equal one dollar. <laughs> and if, and you, you pass the basket four times and all you got is a dollar. See, it's not, it's not how many times you pass the basket, it's what's in the heart that counts to the glory of God. You don't have to browbeat, you don't have to scare folk, you don't have to threaten folk, you just say what the words say because spiritually mature people will do spiritually mature things to the glory of almighty God. God holds his people responsible for making sure that nothing is left undone in his church. The Lord requires his people to financially support the ongoing work of ministry to advance the kingdom of God on earth through tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings today are given by God's people to ensure that the pastor and his family, administrative staff, along with local and foreign missions, benevolence, youth ministry, disaster relief, building expansion, widows, orphans, the poor, the jail ministry, and all these other ministries, the needs of all these ministries, global ministry, uh, local ministries, all are done through tithes and offering to the glory of God. Nobody give us anything free simply because we're church. Everything costs as it costs in your own home. Amen. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.